Well, I'm Sean Williams, and if you haven't seen me on the worship team, I'm kind of like the guitar guy up there, and switch to electric, switch to acoustic, and that sort of thing. Um, I guess this is probably, the nice thing about this is it's a little bit of a kind of get to know me kind of thing, and I'm like, so I had to get to know me to be able to get to know y'all, and so... Uh, well, that's great. Um, a little background about me. I'm an uh, Army brat. My dad was a pilot in Vietnam, got shot down over there and lived. Um, and my grandfather was a two-star general under Patton in World War II. So for the longest time, I had that Gary Sinise Forrest Gump guilt, you know, like, this is my destiny to go into the military, which I didn't. So... My dad even had the recruiter at the door right after SATs. And this guy's talking across the dining table. My dad's like, you know, nodding and comes up behind me. He says, so, son, what do you think about the military and joining the Army? I'm like, Dad, the whole time he was talking, all I can hear was you saying how much you hate the military. So why would I want to do something you hate? So uh, my dad and I had an interesting relationship, um, and I every now and then hit him with a zinger, you know, to where he would, you know, you can see a frustrated reply. It was like, you guys remember the last time you got a spanking? Yeah, I remember. My, mine went like this. It was always by appointment, right? You know, and the same lines, it's going to hurt me more than you, that kind of stuff. And... Um, so he said, son, well, this time, you know, after dinner, we got to talk. And I'm like, okay, so this time I'm going to give you your own decision. I'm going to let you choose a spanking or a restriction. I'm like, okay, spanking. <laughs> All right, see you later, dude. And he looked at me with this crazy look like, oh, I just got, you know, fooled by my eight-year-old, you know, six-year-old son or seven-year-old son, whatever. But I learned a lot of stuff from my dad, and I must have, because the reason for the felt board that's here, and you guys that do stuff with children and the children's ministry, just enjoy what you do, because it's had an impact. At this, I, I uh, started piano lessons. My dad was stationed in El Paso, started piano lessons, and then the, son, and then the, the piano teacher said, you know, hey, would you like to come to Sunday school? I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm not doing anything. So I must have been eight, going to Sunday school, and the next thing you know, I'm with the pastor, and he's given me the gospel on a felt board. And, you know, probably a half hour later, you know, he turned to me, and I was just blubbering, you know, I was crying. And, of course, he was like, whoa, wait a minute, well, you know, so, you know what's, is there something wrong? I said, that is the greatest thing I've ever heard. And from then on out, Jesus was my friend, you know. And that's, and the funny, I even still have the uh, little New Testament that was given to me by the pastor's wife. Got her name written on it, Patricia Sharp. So I don't remember what she looks like, but I'm sure we'll catch up, you know, later on. So, um, but it, it was, uh, it was amazing because from then I, I, I still had the New Testament and I didn't, I wasn't disciplined or didn't study the word, but I must have studied something because my, my dad being, you know, you always have that physical example, that example of the spiritual. And, and my dad was funny. I didn't learn really 
I learned a little bit about Christianity, and, and, but I didn't learn anything about grace because my dad was like, you know, I need a good hellfire and brimstone preacher to get me on track, you know. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you know, vengeful God, you know, angry God. No, I don't get that, you know. It's just like the sign out here. I had a, a friend of mine, you know, um, we started talking about science. You know, I saw the sign outside the church, you know, God isn't angry. And I'm like, yeah. He's, and then he goes, and this is after he just got done with his, you know, theology degree. And he goes, God must be angry about something. I'm like, I'm sure he is, but it's not me or you, you know. And that's the extent of the conversation. So, um, but anyway, yeah, my dad was just funny because he started going to the Mormon church. And I must have been studying something. I think I even studied with him, or he studied with me. So that's, that was a good thing. So despite all the, the, the brim, fire and brimstone stuff, he joined the Mormon church. And so I hit him with the question of, well, Dad, if we believe in a pre-trib rapture, then why is the Mormon church having a store up canned goods? You know? So... After a little while, yeah, he was he was done with that, and um, so I carry. I saw you know through high school, I, my relationship with Christ. I was just pray. I only prayed when I was distressed, you know, if I was bothered. I always felt he was there. Um, and I, I think there was something inside of me that was just saying, "There's there's got to be something else," because there's some you know, blatant things about God's grace that I didn't understand. I'll get to those questions. But um, the other thing that, that, that my dad taught me um, that I learned at an early age, 1976, I was 10. My dad was uh, stationed in Germany. We were with him. And uh, I always thought it would be funny if, um, if a, uh, they had me do a book report and, on my German vacation, right? And my German vacation, okay, yeah, my dad took me to Disney World. No, I didn't take me to Disney World. My dad took me to SeaWorld. No, I didn't take me to SeaWorld. My dad took me to Dachau at 10 years. So, woohoo! I had no idea. He just, me and him, he took me, and he, he read a little bit of German, so he was able to read the posters. But at that point, I really saw how evil we can be. I mean, this is 30-plus years afterwards, and we're wandering around this, this camp and stuff, and there's the ovens. They still smelled after 30-plus years. The showers or the gas chamber that you walk through, um, they still smelled. You know, it was horrific. I mean, there was just all kinds of posters saying that they had to make clothes out of their hair, and and soldiers would throw down a helmet from the guard tower and, and tell a, a prisoner to go pick it up and then take them out. So I was like, wow, this is horrific. And then asked my dad, I said, why would the German country you know, be building this concentration camp? So I didn't learn a lot about Christianity and grace growing up. I wasn't, I wasn't an unchurched person growing up. And then after... Dachau, um, you know, I, I always had a sense of there's, I felt like there was something more, you know, something more in my relationship with you, God, that I don't get or don't quite understand. You know, um, like, I, I had questions about, 
like, um, why is it that in the Old Testament, David, who was peeping Tom and, you know, had the husband killed or whatever, you know, why does David do this and yet God calls him a man after his own heart? And I'm like, wow, what does that mean, you know? Uh, I think the first time I really heard about the grace message was Clark's book. Um, I've been, gosh, coming here 17 years, I think. It's been a long time. And uh, when Clark started preaching on grace and then released his book, it really kind of, you know, and it was funny. The first time he, he got into it, I was just thinking, gosh, this is too good to be true. And sure enough, I get the book, open it up, and it's this is going to be too good to be true. It's in like the chapter one or something like that. I'm like, yeah, it is. It's, it's you know, I think the problem is, is that, you know, because we come to this, we come to God with this stuff, it's like, gosh, I got to do something, you know. I mean, I got to, you know. And that's the thing that got me was like when he was talking about, wait a minute, um, salvation, you know, we're saved by grace through faith and we're, we're not sinners, we're saints, we're, you know, uh, this sort of thing was like, wow, wait a minute, because I think human nature, we tend to, like, oh, I've got to do something, my part, you know, you know to feel worthy of, you know, being close, um, close to God, and uh, great. I agreed, I, I was like, yeah, this is ridiculous, this is uh, too good to be true, and, and back then, not as bad as I used to be coming out of a Southern Baptist church, but I would, um, you know, was plagued with the sin management thing. You know, it was always like, okay, you know, oh, God, I did this, I'm sorry, you know, repent. It was this stupid circle that just never seemed to end. And then when, when God, you know, finally revealed himself through his grace and Clark's book and everything, it took me, you know, when I get hit with something, I, I will go to the scriptures. I mean, we're called to go to the scriptures, test the spirit. And I went to the scriptures and was going, wow, this is crazy awesome. I mean, what a shining example of what God is and who he is. And, and to me, it's now I'm just like, God, I can't do anything. You've done it all. The only thing I can do is just praise you and, and be gra- grateful, very grateful. And grace, for me... It, and I think Clark even mentioned this book about maturity. I would say that grace, understanding grace, is a mature thing. It's not. We're not wrestling with, with predestination or you know, uh, uh, you know, security and you know, eternal security and all that stuff. It's like that's old stuff. We're not. We're not babes anymore, craving spiritual milk. You know, grace. I think is that meat that we finally get to eat as a mature Christian. And I think the maturity comes out of that because I can't think of any other way that we, you know, can relate to God and then, and then relate to each other with grace as well. Um, my wife, Kathy, uh, if you ever get a chance to meet her, uh, she's, she doesn't let any cobwebs grow on her feet. So, so she's busy, but if you ever get to talk, talk to her, uh, we have an expression called uh, EGRs, which means extra grace required, you know. And you know the people, you know. Uh, it used to be that joke, you know, we're all different parts of the body. Yeah, I know what part you are, buddy. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it was uh, just, just amazing 
when I started studying, and then this revelation, I would say, it was almost probably an exciting thing to hear, just like when I first heard this. I'm thinking, wow, this is something different. All these years, I've been beating myself over the head. The sin management was getting to me. Um, it was, um, you know, we finally understand, you know, grace, we don't have a license to sin, and we understand that there's consequences. I mean, those don't go away. Um, but, it is, you know, you know, it, it's just that, it's just it's so amazing. It, it, to me, it just, it's just amazing, because I can't believe that, you know, he did this for us, and this was part of his divine plan, and this, like, wow, this is just, I mean, I, when I first heard it and understood that we are saints, we're not sinners anymore, when, when I heard Clark speak, it just felt like this weight was lifted off my shoulders, you know, and it makes sense, I mean, it's just like, you know, the thing I had with David, why David, and, and the thing that I had, um, you know, later on saying that, you know, um, I know the hymn, but come on to me, all ye that labor, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. And so in that particular verse, Jesus talk, is talking about how his yoke is easy and light. But when you're not understanding grace, it's not. It's not light. You know, and you, you're like, Jesus, when he said that, it's like, you know, believing him is it's simple. Yeah, it's easy. You know, salvation experience is, is easy. It's not this, and they'll, be, they'll go unspoken, but we have people that we've dealt with that have, that wrestle with these old things that, to me, that's like, well, gosh, all that's done. Uh, here's, here's the most ridiculous thing that I've heard. Um, I got the number from a friend of mine, and we... A long time ago, you remember the EE and the EE questions, if you died today, would you know you would be going to heaven, that sort of thing. So we went two by two to door, door to door and all that. And anyway, I somehow managed to get connected with him by phone. And he didn't bother to ask me how my family was. He didn't bother to ask me how I was. The only thing he said was, hey, are you staying to your commitment of not uh, you know, doing Halloween. I'm like, huh? <laughs> that, you know, it was so foreign to me and so weird. I mean, don't you guys get that now? Or if you have tried, like Kathy and I have gone to other churches and we start hearing the mixed message and we kind of cringe, you know. That was a super cringe. I'm like, I don't know what you're, I said, there's more important things right now. You know, bye, Roger. So, yeah, it, it's, it's, I can't understand, or I do not fully understand it, but, but the freedom is just fantastic. You know, like I said, it's, it's just like all the weight, all the burden, Christ's yoke is light, you know, this started to make all sense to me. You know, it, it made, actually it made the decision about grace was impactful on me later on. And I just, anyway, I think that's, that's uh that's pretty much it.